All right, so we're going to jump right into chapter two, um, which is on cells and organelles. Um, and we're going to cover a few things. We're going to cover cell membrane, crossing it, organelles, cytoskeleton, the EC matrix, and tonicity and uh, circulation in the cell. So let's jump right in. And um, so the cell membrane, it holds cellular contents. It's made up of phospholipids, cholesterol, and proteins. So phospholipids have a glycerol backbone, one phosphate group, and two fatty acid tails. And remember that the head is the hydrophilic, water-loving part, while the tails are the hydrophobic um, part that don't like the water, which is why they face inside, and again, that forms the lipid bilayer, um, which is very important for forming the membrane of a cell. So... And then one of the components, as I just mentioned recently, is cholesterol. So cholesterol in the cell membrane has four fused hydrocarbon rings, and it's a precursor to steroid hormones. It's also amphipathic, meaning it has both hydrophobic and hydrophilic components, and it helps regulate membrane fluidity. Membrane proteins are either integral or peripheral uh, membrane proteins that are also present in the cell membrane. So integral, aka transmembrane proteins, uh, transverse the entire bilayer, so they must be amphipathic. Their nonpolar parts lie in the middle of the bilayer, while their polar ends extend out into the aqueous environment. Usually, um, they assist in cell signaling or transport. Um, peripheral membrane proteins are found on the outside of the bilayer, and they may or may not be amphipathic. So some possible functions are um, receptor, so they can trigger secondary responses within the cell for signaling. Um, another possible function is adhesion, so which, atta which attaches cells to other things um, and acts like an anchor for the cytoskeleton. Uh, another possible function is cellular recognition, in which proteins which have carbohydrate chains, aka glycoproteins, used by cells to recognize other cells. Uh, the fluid mosaic model describes how the components that make up the cell membrane can move freely within the membrane. Furthermore, the cell membrane contains many different kinds of structures. The fluidity of the cell membrane can be affected by uh, three things, so temperature, cholesterol, and degrees of unsaturation. So with temperature, um, an increase in temperature increases fluidity, while a decrease in temperature uh, decreases it. As far as cholesterol, um, it holds the membrane together at high temperatures and keeps membrane fluid at low temperatures. Um, when it comes to degrees of unsaturation, uh, saturated fatty acids pack more tightly than unsaturated fatty acids um, because the unsaturated ones have the double bonds that can cause kinks, um, and we mentioned this back in when we covered chapter one. So uh, then there's also trans unsaturated fatty acids, which pack more tightly than cis unsaturated fatty acids, acids which have a more severe kink. And I'd recommend for you guys to look up a picture of a cis and trans uh, unsaturated fatty acid just so you can see the molecular structure and it'll help you uh, better understand why uh, the more tight packing makes sense with the, um, with the trans fatty acids. All right, so now we're going to talk about crossing cell membranes. So cells must regulate the traveling of substances across the cell membrane. 
And there's three types of transport across the cell membrane. There's simple diffusion, there's facilitated transport, and there's active transport. So with simple diffusion, it's the flow of small, uncharged, nonpolar substances like oxygen and carbon dioxide across the cell membrane down their concentration gradient from high to low. And it does not use energy. And um, it's important to know that osmosis is a type of simple diffusion that involves water molecules. Water is polar, but is small enough to cross the membrane.